The opinions expressed on this program are those of the host or guest and should not be interpreted as statement of fact. Independent fact-checking and corrections are encouraged. Can we get a cup of coffee in here, please? You've got a dog that needs walking. That's right, sunshine. Just put on a big pot of strong coffee and get ready to type your little hate mail with your opinions about kumbaya and flat earth insanity. Stand-up comedy? You want stand-up comedy? Well, we got, well, we've got sit-down comedy. It's time for Coffee with a Dog. You make me laugh. Oh, no, you don't. No, you don't. You don't make me laugh. You make me cry. Maybe I just like to cry. That's a problem. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's a Monday, right? Monday. Good morning. Good Monday. Good Monday morning. It is Monday, June 12th, 2023. The year is flying by. Flying by, I tell you. Uh, summer's still not here. Still not here. Yesterday was a nice day. It was summer-like, sort of summer-like. Look at you, I'm getting all wispy. Getting all wispy or something over here. <laughs> I don't know what's uh, wrong with me. It, many doctors have tried to figure it out, and they can't. So let's just move on past that. So summer is not here. Friday night, it was raining at the start of my gig. Uh, it was an outdoor gig at the Aura, but it went well. Uh, rain cleared up just about the time we were start to, starting to play. There was four people. There were four people in the audience when we started to play. It packed out by the time 7 o'clock or so got around, but it was a little weird playing. Uh, it just stopped. It was still drizzling a little bit and a uh, very small room. But we got through the gig, and then uh, that was a good gig. It was fun. Uh, the crowd was great, enjoying the stuff, and it was a fun gig to play. And then Saturday night, Mike Barone, who was our drummer, our our mainstay drummer said he had some uh, he needs some time off to recover he's got some medical stuff physical stuff he needs to take care of can i get the night off can you get a sub for saturday okay i hate getting subs especially sub drummers um and everything a sub should do was Ignored by the sub we had on Saturday night. Tragically. 
I had to remind myself that it didn't matter. This was not Madison Square Garden. It was a restaurant, an Italian restaurant, but it was packed full of people. Packed. Packed, I tell you, packed. Uh, the restaurant is Goccia di Oro in uh, Lindenhurst, New York, one that I found out that Pat Cooper used to perform in. Uh, Pat, who passed away last year, uh, last week. No... Uh, no relevance there. I don't know why I even brought that up. But I just found that out that night, and I was like, "Oh, really? That's that's a cool little thing." Anyway, I wanted to rant about it, but I don't want to. Like, <laughs> the guy's older. I don't want to hurt him. I don't want to hurt him. But listen, here's the deal: if you're a sub, if you're going to sub with a band, it's not your band. You realize that. You take the gig. You really need to be committed to bring a attitude of I'm going to serve the band with you. It's a, as I mentioned, it was an Italian restaurant. It could have been an Irish. It does, the Italian part doesn't matter. It was a restaurant and a small gig and lots of families there. And you're playing during dinner hour, so I walk in and the drummer's there and he's setting up a PA for himself, for his drum kit, that he mics up his drum kit. Again, restaurant. You don't need to be loud. You don't need to be mic'd up in any way. We Nobody ever mics a drum kit and uh, for a gig like that. And remember, subbing. The number one rule of subbing with a band is minimize your setup. Don't go crazy adding whole technical uh, complications to your setup. Bring your fucking drum set in. Did I say the F-bomb already? Oh, five minutes and 57 seconds into the broadcast, and he's dropping F-bombs. You make it as simple as possible. You want to keep things simple. He did not. He insisted on having... It's a low-volume gig. We... In especially the first hour you're playing during dinner hour, you're playing very soft music. And you don't want booming drums. And you're not going to be playing booming drums. And the guy's a soft hitter anyway. I uh, love the, the extra reverb it puts on. Did Elvis Presley, <laughs> when, he came, when he was performing, have a drum, drummer that was mic'd up? Did Ringo Starr, in the early days with the Beatles, did he, he never, unless he was in the studio, Performing live, Ringo never mic'd up his kit in the Ed Sullivan show. They did not mic the drum set. But he felt like he had to mic up the drum set, which adds another hour of setup and all that stuff and complications and equipment in the way, all this kind of stuff. And he's subbing on, I'm, I'm just getting started with the what he did wrong as a sub. He brought his girlfriend. If you're, a, you know, I don't love when the band members bring wives and girlfriends to gigs. You don't, when you're a sub on a band, you don't bring your girlfriend to get involved, especially, and and want to be helpful. I'm missing a couple of uh, power chords, by the way. I, I'm certain it was the girlfriend who packed them into his bag. That's a whole other story. You don't bring your girlfriend. We start playing. He 
not listening, not being an active listener. Okay, so we have three things so far. Minimizing the setup, he did not do. Leave your girlfriend home, he did not do. And now he's not being an active listener, meaning he's going to play the songs the way he wants to play them, lock into his own self and not listen to the band. Bad. You're a sub. You're working for us. You could have said, no, I don't want to play the gig if you don't want to do that. But you got to listen. Beyond not listening, oh, that's three so far. There's a fourth. He closed his eyes. So he's not listening. He's not looking. Not watching. Doesn't know when the songs are going to end. Just keep soft through his little PA system that wasn't needed. Oh, I love the sound. I love all that reverb. Nobody hears the fucking reverb because it's so low anyway, and it would be. Ah. Very frustrating gig. Mikey notices that I'm just like, I am not having fun on this thing. And he's kind of keep trying to keep me balanced by, you know, making jokes and stuff. And I'm like, I, I'm fucking fed up with this guy. I'm ready to send him home. Get the fuck out. We'll do it without a drummer. But I kept reminding myself, this is not Madison Square Garden. Nobody really gives a fuck. But it was a clusterfuck of a night. And my wife asked me when I got home how to go, fucking suck. That's how it went. <laughs> so I was not happy with Saturday night's gig. And then yesterday, uh, you know, was a, a nice day, but I had work to do around the house. So that's my weekend for you wrapped up. Not loving it. Not loving it whatsoever. Uh, in case you're wondering, I don't have a, a guest booked for today. I have guests uh, tomorrow and Wednesday. Different kind of stuff. Uh, tomorrow, uh, David Fleming, who's your um, who's your founding father? He's an ESPN writer and um, personality on ESPN, but has written a history book about the founding fathers and has some information to share about his book that most of us would not know about. And then uh, on Wednesday, I have a, another uh, author, uh, Sebastian Kovacs, and then Matt Coffey, who is uh, on Wednesday evening, Matt Coffey, who is a, in a Southern rock band, the Matt, Matt Coffey Band, who's also a marketing entrepreneur. Uh, he's uh, playing with 38 Special uh, this week, and he wants to let people know about that. And then uh, Thursday and Friday, as of now, on that book, but I have some comedians who've uh, expressed interest in those dates. I'm going to see which one actually uh, is on before uh, I make the announcement of who's going to be on. I'm hoping, well, I'm not even going to tell you who I'm hoping to get. You know who I'm hoping to get. You can guess. You people know me. You know what I'm up to. I'm up to no good. Anyway, that's my uh, that's my story, and I'm sticking to it. So Matt Reif thing is, uh, I li- I watched both his specials last night. Guy's fucking funny, flat out fucking funny, and um, I think people are being very unfair to him in the comparison to Dane Cook. Listen, Dane Cook was always a fucking hack. He's still a hack. I don't know how, somehow or another, he was uh, running uh, neck and neck with Doug Stanhope in the uh, San Francisco, I believe, or Seattle comedy competition when they first started. I don't know who saw him as a equal to Stanhope ever. 
Not even close. I, I don't. I'm not going to make this about bashing Dan Cook, Dane Cook, but Dane Cook has uh, always been an unoriginal, um, not a very, not a super talented guy. He he was one of those guys who caught the wave of MySpace and made himself uh, popular. But people quickly not, and it wasn't just the joke stuff, the joke theft stuff. Blah, 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 Monday morning wasn't just the joke theft stuff that ruined his career. It was the fact that he wasn't fucking funny. And maybe ruined his career. Is, is He's a multimillionaire, so maybe it didn't ruin his career, really. I don't know what the fuck I'm saying. But it took him out of the spotlight. Anyway. Um, so, Matt Rife, very funny. Deserves the credit he's getting. Now, it's curious to me what happened. Because he's been in comedy... For twelve years, or been been working as a comic since a teenager, and all of a sudden, in the last month, his name is everywhere. Now, he's not an overnight success, but the public perception is that he is. And why? What happened that boosted him up? And I'm wondering. This is the cynic in me. If it was orchestrated in some way, the hate might be manufactured by friends and uh, I hate to think like this but this if you want to get boosted in the comedy world today the easiest way to get people talking about you get your name known is to create some kind of controversy it doesn't always work by the way but it's like, why all of a sudden is everybody talking about my, Matt Rife when he's been there? Now, according to him, he wasn't good looking until three years ago. I find that hard to believe. You don't just wake up one morning with good looking, unless you made some kind of deal with the devil or something. I don't know how you would just wake up pretty one day. But that that being the case, he's been blowing up quickly to one of the biggest stars. And I say that, stars in comedy today. And how? Why? Why suddenly now? I mean, if he's been doing it 12 years, and obviously his first special, I think, came out in 2021, uh, a couple of years ago, and that did very well uh, on wherever he... Put it and then on YouTube, it's got like seven million hits, which is very good, but it's not as good as a, a single Joe Rogan <laughs> episode. So it's not that great. It's not like earth shattering. But his second special uh, came out recently, and that one it's over an hour. It's probably an hour and twenty minutes, and it's really good too. And you know, unique content needs. So it's not like he, somebody said to me, he's just doing crowd work. No, 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 no. He's doing uh, material, and it's good material and thoughtful material, and he does it. He keeps on saying that he's going to um, offend people. I didn't see anything offensive in any of his uh, material, nothing. I mean, he does He does talk about some things like race and, and uh, you know, uh, LBGTQ issues and stuff like that, but he doesn't. he doesn't do it in a way that I would think would offend anybody. Anyway, uh, pretty good, and I think the the jealousy 
it's really weak, man. It's a, it's a, a, an insecurity. If you're afraid to take your wife to see somebody because you think he's too good looking and she's gonna be old, listen, she's just gonna make he's just gonna make her wet for when you get home. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I'm always thinking of the selfish angle in this thing. But it's true. You're not going to lose your wife or your girlfriend. to his love. He doesn't want your wife. He's got fucking supermodels throwing themselves at him. He doesn't need you. Oh, now he says he's got clinical depression and anxiety issues and all that stuff, which is hard to believe. But he even addresses that, how pretty people, nobody, nobody gives pretty people... Um, any kind of sympathy for that kind of stuff. Like, how could you? How could your life not be perfect? <laughs> Being young, young, twenty something, twenty eight now, or whatever he is, uh, good looking, successful, selling out rooms in show business. The world is your oyster. He's got it made. But I do think the cynical side of me thinks somehow this meteoric rise quickly is somehow manufactured or the work. And I know he does things on his own. He does not have like uh, no network on his own is a, with the support of a huge fan base that is, I guess is only fans. I didn't even know comedians had only fans paid Patreon, whatever. Uh, but so that's how he's funded himself. And he's, you know, I looked at his website. Listen, if you know me, I'm going to think, I wonder if I could get this guy on my show. Not for him, for me, for you, <laughs> but more for me. Uh, so I went to his website. There's no contact uh, on there at all. But I looked at his dates, and his dates are sold out for me until he's my age. He's booked up, I mean, all over the country. Sold out shows. Why even put your count? Well, maybe it's just to brag about how like, I'm selling out everywhere. The thing is, Sebastian Maniscalco should be a little bit worried, <laughs> I think. Sebastian sells out Madison Square Garden four nights in a row. Madison Square Garden. This kid is going to be doing that soon. And it's uh, good for him. Happy for him. Um. And it would be really, um, I think I would go see him. In that, I honestly, I would not go see many comics in a in a place that big. I would go see Bill Burr. I would go see Doug Stanhope if he ever played someplace that big. I would see him. That's about it. And you know, there are lots of comedians on my uh, favorites list that I just didn't make that top three there. I can't think of anybody else who I would go see in a venue like Madison Square Garden because it's not its not a comedy club. It's not a place to see comedy. But I could see this kid selling out gigantic stadiums and arenas and all that kind of stuff very shortly. I think he... And listen, you guys who are <laughs> somehow uh, intimidated by this guy's presence, you better get used to it because I think... He's young, and he, his career is probably going to outlive you if he wants it. Now, he might get sick of it. And it struck me watching him. 
that he is kind of a natural actor, meaning he will do very well in movies. I'd hate to see if uh, somebody like that got spoiled by, like, television, you know, and, and but I, I may be smart enough not to get involved in that, but I could definitely see him getting uh, recruited into movies and stuff like that. As I mentioned, I don't have a guest today. would be great if I had Matt Rife on. Wouldn't that be something you just tuned in and I didn't announce it at all and I got, I got the world's hottest, the, the new Justin Bieber of comedy. <laughs> uh, he, he would hate that if he heard uh, somebody calling him the Justin Bieber of comedy. I don't know anything about Justin Bieber, by the way. I don't. I just know he had a meteoric rise off of, I guess, off of social media. I don't know. I feel, I'm, I'm under the impression it was from social media. But um, meteoric rise. I don't know if he sucks, if he's any. I've never, I don't, to my knowledge, I've never heard a note of Justin Bieber's music. Not a single note. That's how out of touch with pop culture I am. And I'm happy about it. I'm bragging. This is kind of a humble brag there. Look at me, humble bragger. <laughs> oh, boy. It's morning, and it's Monday morning. Your favorite morning. How's work? I, how's work treating you? How's work treating you all right? All right. Um, I got me some cola coffee, man, and it's damn good cola coffee. I'm tempted to take a break right here and play a commercial for cold coffee, but maybe I'll wait just a bit. Um, hate mail. I don't think today's today's uh, show is titled The Hate Mail King. I honestly believe I own that title. I don't think Joe Rogan, for as big as his audience is and as controversial as the stuff that he says, I don't think he gets the amount of hate mail I get. I could say good morning and get a hundred hate mails. Because how dare you say good morning to me? I said good morning. Uh, what is Kelly saying here? I'm going to go to the chat room for a minute because there's something. Yeah. First, I want to get this comment where she says, uh, women are sexualizing him horrible just like uh, Justin Bieber. It's disgusting in my eyes. What do you mean? What do you mean? What's disgusting about that? Good for the women. Uh, listen, Kelly, really, if, if it was a super hot female up there, do you not know that that every guy would be fucking beating it off in the audience? <laughs> they wouldn't even wait till they got home. Uh, turn around and say a play. And women, you know, listen, you know, old uh, old morals and, and things like that and societal morals and all that kind of stuff, they've been gone a long time. And, and, and women want to be able to do what men do, and they should be allowed to. And so you have to know that if it was a super hot, gorgeous woman up there, most guys wouldn't even hear the jokes. They wouldn't. They wouldn't hear anything funny at all. They'd just be like, "Man, she's fucking hot. I'm getting a, I'm getting a Woody." <laughs> That's what would happen. Anyway, uh, the next uh, he was touched and sexualized very young from older woman. He plays like three, four. Uh, Bieber. 
I did not know that. Touched and sexualized very young from older women. He plays like three or four instruments. Well, that's nice. He plays three or four instruments. That shit is overrated. It used to be, wow, look, he's a multi-instrumentalist with a big deal. I'm, 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 not saying, I'm not bashing Bieber. Believe me, I don't know anything about him. I'm just talking about this idea that you play a lot of instruments. Uh, that must mean talent. No, and since people like Paul McCartney and, and Todd Rundgren put out albums like in the early 70s where they played all the instruments, everybody does it. Everybody does it. I don't think there's anybody who just plays one instrument anymore. You pick up one, you might be known best for it. Look at Dave Grohl. There is nobody as talented as Dave Grohl. Dave Grohl has been the key, one of the key to a core of two of the greatest bands in modern history, and on two different instruments, and three to, if you count vocals. So he was the core drummer of Nirvana, one of the most influential and popular bands ever, only to become the lead guitarist and lead singer of Foo Fighters, one of the most influential and popular bands ever. I, you know, the multi, multi-instrument stuff uh, is um, it's old hat now. Everybody does it. I don't know any musician who only plays one instrument. And most play at least two, three, four, ten, twelve, twenty-six, twenty-eight. Hike! Anyway, uh, and I'm sorry, even, I guess I'm sorry I brought Bieber up into this thing. Or I'm sorry I uh, made the comparison to Matt Rife. But the, the meteoric rise in that everybody is talking about him all of a sudden when you never heard of him. I never heard of him a month ago. Now, on the gig Friday night, I asked the drummer and bass player, you go, guys know my right? No, they're both my age. Um, Scott, the bass player, no, he's clueless. Uh, I never heard of, uh, I never heard of America, man. Uh, Scott's not, uh, Scott's a smart guy, but um, kind of homey, homey. Um, and I don't say that as an insult. Like, he's kind of homey, down home, doesn't get out much. Uh, uh, not all that experienced, if you know what I mean. Uh, anyway, he didn't know, never heard of him. But the drummer, Mike Barone, he said, oh, yeah, that guy's fucking hysterical. He's really funny. And he, he obviously, he's not a comedy fan. He's not a guy who follows stand-up comedy, but he knew everything. And he was reciting Matt Rife's uh, bits to me. So that says a lot, that a guy who's an older guy, who's not a comedy fan, knows all about him and was singing his praises. Again, it came out of nowhere. came out of nowhere. I was talking about hate mail. And I do think um, I am the hate mail king. I don't think Joe Rogan, for he gets uh, probably 11 million more uh, per episode. <laughs> he is, his reach is 11 million per episode. And I think he gets eleven more million more than me. So what does that mean? I got no reach whatsoever, and that's about right. But again, I could say hello, good morning, and get a hundred hate mails over it. I got some that I think I need to address, and it was about this is the weirdest fucking shit. I guess in when I did a music stream the other day, 
And then when I was done, uh, Robert Taylor was on with me. I think that was the day, right? We were talking about, uh, I don't know how we were talking about, but I said something about auto-tune. And I said, if you need to use auto-tune, you're not a singer. Oh, boy, did I get hate mail. And a lot of the hate mail is pointing out that I have admitted to using auto-tune. Well, yes, I have. I did not say auto-tune means you're a dick, a loser. Um, I didn't say it means you're untalented. You have no place in music. I said, if you need, important word, need auto-tune, you're not a singer. Now, if you note, I never call myself a singer. I'm a person who sings sometimes when, uh, when it's called upon, but I would never... Uh, call myself a singer. I am a guitar player, songwriter, uh, mostly, and I don't. I'm not even really a guitar player. <laughs> I'm a, I'm a drummer and bass player who became a guitar player out of necessity. But I never said I was a singer, and I never need auto tune. I use auto tune um, for effect. Just like Cher, who is a good singer, use it for effect. Now, Cher, again, remember, need. I didn't say if you use auto-tune, you're not a singer. Cher is a very good singer. She uses it for effect. Um, Black Eyed Peas use it for effect. Lots of people use it for effect. And lots of music producers, mixers, use it without the singer's knowledge to create these Really, really uh, plastic-sounding, radio-friendly, perfect vocal performances. Well, they're not perfect. They're emotionless, but technically perfect. On pitch, every vibrato was in the right place. Uh, notes shifted in time to be more in the pocket, all that kind of stuff. And to me, it can ruin it can ruin a good song. It can ruin a good performance by overdoing it. And we, we see a lot of that. But I never put down people who use auto-tune. I said, if you need it, and I was talking about Jessica Simpson and uh, Ashley Simpson at the time. And I don't know why, I, why we were talking about them. But I was saying, if you need that, you're not a singer. And you, if you're portraying to the world that you're a singer, this is your... This is what you bring to the table, your singing ability, your singing talent, and you're letting a machine do it for you. You're being a phony. You're, you're hiding behind technology. So, yes, I have used autotune, and I will continue to use autotune, but I don't call myself a singer. And it's pretty obvious when I use it for effect where it is. And that's an important distinction. But a ton of hate mail saying what a phony I am and, you uh, you know, how dare you say that about other people who use autotune when you've used autotune. I never said anything about it, people who use autotune. I said if you need it. that It's like no matter what you say, people will hear what they want to hear. And they're looking for something, to, a gotcha moment. 
for me. Like, ah, see, I got you. Now I can write a hate mail. And some of them are quite long. People actually, I guess I should be flattered by this, that people sit down and write three or four paragraphs instead of just a you suck. And there are quite a few of you suck, I hate you, shut the fuck up. Um, But there are also many multi-paragraph hate mails. For the small audience I have, it would seem that every single person, I know Kelly has never written me a hate mail. If she tells me, shade it out on Twitter if she's angry with me, and I I can't remember her actually being angry with me about stuff. Uh, Ian, who's in the chat room right now, I I think he would probably call me a dick to my face and not have to write me an email. And I, I definitely respect that um not having to dear dog you suck <laughs> uh me and type out a uh, hate mail but um it's, it's just astonishing it seems like everybody who listens to me at some point feels like they need to write me a letter uh uh kelly says i tease you i'm not a petty person ever well that's good I like Kelly, and generally I, I I agree with her on a lot of uh, if I can make out because we have something in common is that I don't know if Kelly's ever taken a typing class. I know I haven't, uh, and I don't know if she needs glasses. I know I do, and uh, so typos and uh, misspelled words and, and and really insane grammar. Uh, rules <laughs> um, are quite common in social media uh, between her and I. So it's it's like uh, it's amazing. It's like uh, you know, it's amazing we can communicate at all. It definitely is. It's am- and and certain people know how to interpret it, <laughs> and other people don't. Um, but anyway. Um, so yeah, the hate mail, and I hope that clears up the auto uh, the auto tune position for people. And if not, and if you want to stay angry at me, stay angry at me. I don't mind people using auto tune. I think it can be overdone, and I don't say anybody who uses auto tune is not a singer. I say anybody who needs auto tune is not a singer, and I never call myself a singer. I think that clears up all the confusion. No. No, I promise you, there's hate mail coming today for what I just said. You can't win. You can't, I can't win. And this should have been apparent from the start. From birth, they should have looked at me and said, nah, he's not a winner. He's not a winner. What you got there, what you got there, loser. That's what, ha- that's what they should have done. You spell words how you... <laughs> You spell words how you want to. They're not typos. <laughs> okay. Yeah, it's, it's my own language. It's called Mindogian. Um, and Kellyan. Kellyan Mindogian uh, typing. Anyway. Damn good color coffee, man. So, I mentioned that summer has not uh, happened here yet. Summer has not, according to Dante, the comedian who lives in L.A., summer has not happened in L.A. yet. So I'm hoping, uh, (laughs) beanies, (laughs) that's actually 
pretty cool. Uh, beanies. Um, a house in the middle of the country has at least got summer. And I know some people, Kelly, aren't really crazy about summer. And you know what? It's, it's some places of the country, summer can be a bummer. Uh, oppressive heat and op- oppressive humidity and that kind of stuff. So I, you know, I appreciate that not everybody loves summer, but it's my season. It's what I live for. And playing, you know, the outdoor gigs and all that kind of stuff is is what life is all about to me. And playing the beaches and all that kind of stuff. Uh, but anyway, um, so it, I'm hoping at least somewhere between the two coasts where there are no lights at night. Um they have summer. I mean, have have you seen the map from the aerial, the satellite views of the United States at night, how the East Coast and the West Coast are all lit up at night, and um, the middle of the country is pretty dark. It's pretty kind of weird. Pretty kind of weird. Oh, where was there an earthquake? We just had an earthquake. Oh, Japan. That's not good. Tsunami alert. Everybody run. I don't know. Is there a tsunami following this thing? What the fuck is that? Um, <laughs> anyway, that's uh, pretty much ooh, ooh, the, all I had on my mind today. If you guys want to uh, talk about anything, you want me to... Uh, I have some new contributors coming on this week. Um, Donna, Donna Shannon who is going to be doing slightly irrelevant movie reviews, where she's going to uh, be taking older television shows, movies, and reviewing them. She's like me. In a, I did not watch Seinfeld during the 90s. Never, I never caught, like I have not heard a note of just Justin Bieber's work. If I live to be 90, I probably I will start checking it out at that point. I did not watch a sec- second of Seinfeld during the 90s. Still have not watched an episode of Friends ever, ever. Uh, you can go down the, the list of popular shows that you all know. Never saw a second of it. But maybe 20 years from now, if I'm still alive in the nursing home, chomping down my jello, chomping, I don't know, sucking slobbering down my jello uh maybe if there's a tv in the room maybe i'll catch up with it then but it's my you know this is the way i am i you can name popular movies from the last 40 years most of them i haven't seen so she's going to be reviewing some of those some and uh the first one i have uh reviewed and it's very very funny she's got some really funny things to say about she's got her own podcast called uh, Donna Shannon's Coyote Tales. I believe she's uh, Denver-based or Colorado-based. Uh, and I don't know what the Coyote Tales podcast is all about, uh, but you should check her out. She's very, she's funny, very funny. I would not say that if she wasn't. Uh, and then uh, Vinny Vanelli up in Canada has been doing some man-on-the-street interviews He's editing this stuff and doing like his own broadcast package for it, which generally I appreciate, 
But most of you know, the contributors so far have been just sending me that stuff and letting me do the, or making me, making me uh, do the edit. One thing I have noticed, going back to the, the vocal stuff, I can't sing two days in a row. Uh, <laughs> I, on Friday night's gig, I was doing a lot of singing. Um, and uh, outdoors and, you know, projecting quite a bit. And singing, because Kiara wasn't on a gig, a lot of falsetto and, and a lot of the high harmonies, which, <clears throat> if, if you can tell by my voice, high is not my forte. But I can do it. Um, but Saturday night, the highs were all gone. I mean, and this has not happened before. Because, you know, this is something that's, that's changing. I'm going through some changes. My voice is changing. Um, we used to be able to do six, six gigs, seven gigs a week sometimes. And, you know, never feel it. Never feel it. And we did marathon gigs. We... Our first gig in um, in Freeport, uh, first time we ever played Freeport, we played a six-and-a-half-hour gig without taking any breaks and really no no time between songs. It was just one song into another for six-and-a-half hours. Uh, and then went and did two gigs the next day. And that was our life. But in the last year-and-a-half, Mikey has gotten old. He's gotten married. Well, he got married four years ago, but um, he's wanting to spend more time on the couch with the wife watching television. And he's gotten old, and ma- he's really good for one gig a week. And when the second gig, he's shot. He's shot. And we all have to pick up the lead vocals on the second gig when that happens. But I'm noticing. I can't do it anymore. I, I literally can't do it anymore. Uh, Saturday night, my voice was cracking, and I was like, yeah, "This is a diaphragm issue." Uh, but why is why is my diaphragm? Why is my gut weak on the second night? Well, because you're an old fucker. That's why. But there has to be some uh, stuff that I, it's like I, I I equate it to what's happening in baseball right now. Yes, uh, baseball with the pitchers who are on pitch count. And if they don't pitch, they hurt their arms. If they don't pitch, like, there never used to be a pitch count. And pitchers routinely would pitch extra, not just a complete game, they would pitch into extra innings. Yesterday there was a thing on on Twitter about the 1980s Oakland A's where they had four starters. See, that's the crack in the voice. That's what I'm talking about. Four starters who uh, pitched 14 inning complete games that year. And it was normal. I remember uh, Doc Gooden against Fernando Valenzuela went 19 innings, uh, one nothing shutout. 19 innings. Both pitchers went 19 innings. Uh, <laughs> okay, Ian. I don't know what, what relevance that has. <laughs> But uh, he's saying Oakland AIDS. Anyway, uh, what is he saying here? Matt Napple going to be 92 in a home, blasting Bieber's Baby, Baby. Uh, is that one of Bieber's song? Baby, 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 Ooh? Uh, yeah, I might be. I might be. Uh, might be uh, blasting Bieber stuff if they let me. I don't think they let you. Uh, listen, if I get to 90, 
Uh, maybe maybe y'all should stop believing in in Jesus or something, because uh, I don't. I, there's no way I'm making it to ninety. I'll be surprised if I make it to seventy. To be honest with you, uh, and I don't say that to be morbid or something. I would be very very. I would be shocked if I have a seventieth birthday. I'll be shocked. Shocked, I tell you. What do I want to talk about? Oh, have they? Is there any news in uh, the political world that that it happened in recently? Nah, nothing worth talking about, right? Well, I got to talk about this. I wrote a, a, a piece on Substack yesterday because I don't know if you know this. Are you aware that Donald Trump has been indicted? Have you heard? Uh, I don't know. Most people haven't heard about it yet, but he was, I, I guess I'm breaking this news to a lot of people, right? Donald Trump was indicted on 37 counts. Um, espionage and obstruction obstruction of justice and he's going to have to surrender tomorrow in Miami at 3 p.m. I know you're shocked you didn't you never heard this before right it's news to you anyway Lindsey uh, uh, Graham was on this week with George Stephanopoulos and um, and and so he was on there and Stephanopoulos <laughs> asked Lindsey Graham, did Donald Trump do anything wrong? And Lindsey started to answer, well, Hillary Clinton did bad things too and no, nothing's happened. Oh. No, no, no. Let me finish. Let me finish. I got to go put my dress on and be Lady G and call a stud. Um, <laughs> he wanted to go down the Hillary Clinton whataboutism road. For the record, and so people know where I I stand on this, I do believe that Hillary Clinton is a lifelong career criminal predating even Bill Clinton's governorship of Arkansas. When she worked at uh, White Rose Law Firm in Alabama, there was lots of billing, mishandling, overbilling, uh, all that kind of stuff. The Whitewater deal itself, also, it's the stock trades where she made millions of dollars off a forty a forty one thousand dollar investment, seemingly overnight insider training. Lots of the Travelgate stuff. Uh, on the night Vince Foster is committing suicide in the park, Vince Foster, one of her best friends, is out committing suicide. She's raiding his office, and there's surveillance uh, films of her taking documents out of his office and moving them. I think she's a career criminal. I don't think she has everybody who ever uh, says anything bad about her whacked, like the conspiracy theorists uh, jump on. But she's she's a crook. Like a lot of politicians, she bends the rules and breaks the rules and breaks the laws any chance she gets. That said, her... Behavior with the emails as Secretary of State, as Secretary of State, do not come close to being the equivalent of Donald Trump's document stuff as a private citizen, not as a president anymore. As a private citizen, he stole the documents. He wasn't in office anymore. He stole the documents. He was asked to give them back. 
He stonewalled. He was subpoenaed, still stonewalled. They had to do a search warrant on him, and he still hid stuff, and they're still missing stuff. He told people to destroy stuff. He knew the stuff was, uh, he wasn't supposed to have it. He's on tape, all that stuff. There's no equivalence here. Okay. So to bring up Hillary Clinton and say, well, well, Hillary Clinton did bad things too, and she was never charged. Listen, here's where... <laughs> Here's where, where where the distinction is. If you are saying, well, H Hillary Clinton did the same stuff and she deserved to go to jail, but she didn't, you are admitting that Donald Trump is guilty. She did it, she deserves to go to jail. He did the same thing, according to the argument. She did it, she deserves to go to jail. Donald Trump just did the same stuff that she did. Well, you're admitting that Donald Trump deserves to go to jail, too. Forget Clinton. She got away with it. Here's where, here's where you have to take this. Imagine a murderer is on trial, and his defense is that, hey, OJ got away with it. Why are you charging me with murder? What? 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 You're saying because O.J. got away with murder because he, the system found him not guilty that we should never charge anybody with murder again. Is that the argument you're making? Yes, that's the argument Lindsey, Lindsey Graham is making. He's saying Donald Trump did the same exact thing that Hillary did, which is not true. He did worse than she did. But... She she should go to jail. Well, she should go to jail. She didn't. The system went after her. It's like, like, not like the Justice Department did not pursue Hillary Clinton. They did. She's just fucking cunning. She's a very smart crook, which is why she got away with so much going back to predating uh, Clinton's governorship. So if she should go to jail for doing it, and Donald Trump did the same thing. That's your argument. Then you're admitting Donald Trump needs to go to jail. Now, what Trump did, and this is where, where these people who just refuse to fucking acknowledge reality, Trump sold out America. He's not America first. He's Saudi Arabia first. He's Donald Trump's pocket first. He stole these documents for his pals, the Saudis. Documents drawn up a potential strike against Iran, should it be necessary, held on to them to sell them to the Saudis so they could have a help Iran, 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 plan a defense and kill American soldiers or uh, Air Force people and shoot down planes because they'd know about it. Give them the advance warning, his pals. $2 billion in cash to Jared Kushner. They don't want to talk about it. No, let's, you know what? Let's talk about Hunter Biden and naked women. And China. Oh, my God. It's just fucking bizarre how the cult refuses to give up on the cult leader. He would not, and he's calling for civil war now to save him. If, you, if you're dumb enough to think he would ever fight for you, you can't be saved. You can't be saved. 
Now, but again, the bottom line here is the entire Republican Party defense is admitting that he deserves to go to jail. Equating it with Hillary and saying she deserves to go to jail, maybe she does. The system failed to get her, just like they failed to get OJ. They missed. They swung and they missed. That could happen with with Trump. That could definitely happen with Trump. He could definitely, except, (laughs) they're not done charging him yet. Those 37 counts uh, that he will be charged with tomorrow don't include the trial he already has set for March of next year on uh, campaign violations or the indictment that's coming in Georgia in August for campaign tampering, election tampering, election fraud, which is a big one in itself, or the next investigation by the feds that is happening in D.C. where he will be charged, probably will be charged, with uh, incitement of January 6th, obstruction of, of justice there, um, all, the, all that. So, listen, he's so far, if you count New York and Miami and, and the federal charges, between those two states, the state and federal, he has 147 counts against him. 147 counts against him. And it's going to go up. And it's going to go up. And the fact is, he's guilty of all of it. He's guilty of all of it. And, you know, you can sugarcoat that anyway. You can make fucking excuses all fucking day long. You can listen to the bullshit on Fox News. You can listen to the bullshit on Newsmax. The bottom line is, when you say Hillary should have went to jail and he just did the exact same thing that she did, you're saying he he deserves to go to jail just on this one. Now, the judge is somebody he appointed who didn't even want the uh, DOJ to look at the search warrant, to look at the uh, the whole totalitarian evidence seized in the search warrant. She threw that stuff out and appointed a special master to review the stuff. They appealed that, and she was her overruled, and uh, the DOJ did get the stuff. But this is a Trump appointed judge has already shown her uh, colors of that was an unprecedented move by the way to say a legally um, signed search warrant was not acceptable in in her view and appointed a special counsel unprecedented move by a federal judge she's uh, shown her colors as a a trump uh, supporter and with bias so there's a good chance She's the judge in the case. She might just say, no, there's not a good chance that she's going to say charges dismissed. But she's definitely not going to uh, do what would happen to you if you were on trial for espionage. And that is uh, no bail. She's not going to say no bail, even though that would be the right thing to do. It would be what would happen if you were on trial for the same exact charges. No bail. Forget, and you don't own a jet, and you don't have a really, really bad relationship uh, with with against the United States with the Saudi government. If, in case you're forgetting who the Saudis are, nineteen people 
involved in 9-11. 19 Saudis. Osama bin Laden. Saudi. In case you're wondering who the Saudis are, they chop a guy's head off. They chop a guy's head off for writing a bad article in the newspaper. Uh, bad public relations. Chop his head off. And when it uh, comes to being held accountable, nah, fuck you. We do what we want. I'm king. It's good to be king. I can chop people's heads off. Fuck you. That's who Donald Trump is in bed with. So he should get no bail, but he will get bail, and he'll get out. And he might, because the judge is definitely uh, in the tank for him, he might beat the, the rap. He won't beat the rap on all of it. George is coming. New York has already set a, a trial date. J6 is still coming. You got, And so here's the opportunity for the Republican Party to rebuild, to reformat itself out from the weight of the guy who's been blackmailing everybody in positions of power there for the last six years. Maybe you like that. Maybe you like to see that these corrupt senators like uh, Lindsey Graham are getting blackmailed. The truth is, Trump has been blackmailing Lindsey Graham since February of 2016 when Trump got incriminating, not incriminating, humiliating evidence to hold over Lindsey Graham's head about his um, trans persona of Lady G. Now, I don't think anybody should be forcibly outed. And, I, you know, using somebody's sexual proclivities or sexual orientation or how, you know, how they identify as blackmail over that person, that's pretty, that's as low as it fucking gets. And I don't support um, extorting somebody for that. Lindsey Graham's a corrupt fuck, and maybe he deserves what he gets, but it's still it's still dirty as fuck. But it becomes even more uncomfortable, impossible for Lindsey Graham to just get out from under it. He can't come out and say, he can't free himself and say, I want to get this off my chest and get the blackmail out of the way. I want to just tell the world that I have been a transvestite, uh, bisexual my whole life and I like calling male prostitutes over to call me Lady G and have sex with me uh, while I dress up as a uh, southern belle. He can't say that because his platform has included homophobia and anti-trans stuff. So when your political positions are that, you can't, it, it's, it would be more worse than career suicide. It would be complete personal humiliation to the point where he'd probably end up killing himself. He can't do that. And Donald Trump knows he can't do that. And there's plenty of people. You listen to, and we, we can go down the list of uh, Dog left his browser up and I saw him on Lady Lady G's OnlyFans. 
Does Lady G ha even have an OnlyFans? I don't know about that. Uh, anyway, <laughs> that uh, see now that would probably be, uh, be uh, what what Trump got on him if he did have something like that. Um, anyway, people are reacting to the Matt Rice right stuff I put up yesterday. Anyway, the next stuff is this Bill Barr and, and all. If you remember, if you, and, if, and if you don't remember, shame on you. Trump's claim that he only hires the best and the brightest. When talked about his inexperience in the campaign in twenty, when starting in twenty fifteen, his claim was, "Well, how are you going to do this? You have no experience in government," and he definitely has no experience in government. Doesn't it still to this day? has no experience in government, even though he served four years as president of the United States, has no experience in actually running the government. And so he said, I'm going to surround myself with only the best and most serious people, top professionals, the best and the brightest. And since then, these are the, what he's described every single one of them as. A gutless pig, dumb as a rock, no temperament, he's got to be eaten alive, he's going to be eaten alive, couldn't handle the pressure, highly unstable, nut job, a fool, abused staff, weak and totally ineffective, a lightweight, a disgrace, dumb southerner, mentally retarded, disgraceful, scared stiff, an idiot, Mr. Magoo, dumped like a dog, overrated, no energy, slow and boring, disappointing, fucked it all up, washed up, disgruntled, uh, old fool, never had a clue, a dope, a liar, too short, didn't look uh, the part, not enough, sloppy Steve, and on and on and on. These are the best and brightest. This is the case for Donald Trump. He only hires the best and the brightest, but everybody, once they say anything that he doesn't agree with, gets thrown under the bus. That would include, and will include, Ivanka, Don Jr., and Eric, eventually. And they know it, which is why they are so sub, uh, subordinate to Daddy and so scared of his wrath. He turns on everybody, everybody who was ever close to him. Now, William Barr, yesterday he went on a rant saying Barr was a disgruntled uh, employee who only is saying what he's saying now because he got fired. Well, first of all, he didn't get fired. He resigned. He resigned when he saw what Trump was doing with the election, the election tonight. Trump, uh, Barr resigned. Now, Barr is saying if any of the indictment is true, he's toast. And he said it's a very airtight uh, case, and he expects Trump to go to jail for the rest of his life. In case you're wondering who Bill Barr is, before Trump hired him, put, uh, appointed him to replace uh, Jeff Sessions, Barr had already earned the nickname General Cover-Up because he covered up Iran-Contra Iran stuff for George uh, Bush, 41, the first George Bush. He covered that up, and, uh, and, Wilfie, and there's no doubt about this. He bought a get-out-of-jail-free card 
for George Bush on the Iran-Contra stuff. He kept him from being impeached. And then he took the Mueller report and lied to the American people to help Trump not be impeached over obstruction of justice, 11 counts of obstruction of justice that were in the Mueller report. He just denied it and told the American people that what was in the report exonerated him. It never did. And they ran with that, and uh, Trump ran with that. It never did. But this is the guy who was willing. He said, everybody died. What about, what about your reputation? You're lying about this. Ah, who cares? Everybody dies. He was willing to fall on his sword for Donald Trump. Then he was willing to fall on his sword. He, he prosecuted Michael Cohen for campaign violations that were on the orders of Donald Trump. Remember, Cohen worked for Trump. Cohen was Trump's fixer. Barr prosecuted Cohen for the campaign violations and not Trump. He named Trump as an unindicted co-conspirator and wanted to just... This is Mr. Loyal. This guy fucking... If he ever had a soul, he sold it for Donald Trump. And then he, when Donald Trump went a bridge too far to deny the election, tell everybody it was a rigged election with no evidence whatsoever and continues to refuse to concede an election that he clearly lost by a lot. This is, this is the guy he turned against. And Barr started coming and he resigned. So he's not a disgruntled re, uh, uh, employee who got fired. He's a guy who gave everything he had to protect Trump. And Trump is willing to turn on him. Let that sink in if you can, if you're capable. And think of what that means for you. If Donald Trump is willing to turn on everybody whoever did anything to serve him and kiss his ass royally the minute they fall out of favor, you'd think he fucking give the shit about you. How can you be that fucking stupid? Now, people say, well, yeah, uh, what about Biden? Fuck Joe Biden. If you got something on Joe Biden, impeach him too, put him in jail. I don't fucking care about Joe Biden. Nobody fucking cares about Joe Biden. Joe Biden doesn't have a fucking cult. Even Democrats are desperate to have anybody else who could possibly beat Donald Trump. That's why that's Biden's role. He was a he was what they saw as listen, Biden ran many times before. Never got any support. Never got any fucking support. And there's a good reason. He got. He never got any support. Somebody said to me uh, on Twitter the other day, um, "Why do you think people voted for Joe Biden?" I, I said, "I think probably about ten people voted for Joe Biden. Everybody else was voting against Donald Trump. And if they could get anybody else running, anybody else who would get past the DNC nomination stage, they would go for it. Then nobody loves Joe Biden. Nobody loves Joe Biden." So, you know, the, the whataboutism and the make-shit-upism 
is off the charts. We are seeing, let's, let's break down the state of the current Republican Party and their belief system. The fires, wildfires, are started by Jewish space lasers. That's where we're going to start. JFK Jr. is still alive and possibly going to end up Trump's running mate somehow, some way. These are the people that that you're listening to. These are the people you're, you're going with. The a pizza shop in D.C. is the headquarters of a pedophile ring. That's been proven wrong a hundred, a thousand times. Uh, I, you know what? Do you hate Trump or do you hate the cult more? I I do hate the fact that people are blind to the truth and will make up every lie and excuse and will will present things like Jewish space lasers and pedophile rings in uh, pizza places that aren't true and Seth Rich was murdered when we know Seth Rich was murdered. I mean, you go down the list, uh, all the QAnon bullshit that fucking the cult believes. I hate that there are people dumb enough to believe the earth is flat. I definitely hate that fact that we are living in a time in some regards, I feel like our government and our press did that to us. They put the level of distrust so high in people that they are willing to believe in total nonsense. As uh, I have said a thousand times on here, but Mike doesn't seem that he maybe he's not present enough, but to he doesn't seem to pay attention when I say that. My I have admitted to hating Trump going back to the 1986 when he personally destroyed a friend of mine. And this was his uh, MO in destroying people. He went into places to buy, uh, buy on credit, but not using credit cards or official bank lines of credit. He was using his name that the media built up Donald Trump, a uh, multimillionaire, boy wonder, never was. But used that to get lines of credit so he could buy things from, f- to stock his hotels, all sorts of stuff like that, using just his name. And send in a purchase order. When the purchase order became due, he would refuse to pay the bills. The small business owner would then have no recourse but to take him to court. He would put lawyers and, and people on it, delaying the case forever and ever till the bills came so uh, high that the person had to declare bankruptcy on their business, shut it down, and then he would countersue them. When he knew they were out of money, destitute, looking for a home, he would countersue them and destroy their personal lives even though it was clear he was just stiffing somebody on a bill. So, yes, I have hated Donald Trump as a person long before he ever got into politics. And do I hate him now? Yes. For what he's done to America? Absolutely. I don't hate cult members. I don't hate supporters. I hate that they have to um, bury themselves buried their heads in the sand, and they try to argue without any fucking knowledge. They've never read the Mueller report, none of them. 
Not one of them. They just go by what Donald Trump says. I hate that. That they hide themselves and shroud themselves in their ignorance. Refusing. I don't need to read the report. Yes, you do. If you're going to fucking comment on it, you need to read everything, the actual documents for yourselves and not let somebody else tell you what it says. If you're going to make the case, but no, I just want to make the case. I want to watch. I just want to plop in front of Newsmax or, or Fox or Tucker Carlson when, when he gets his new Twitter show, if he gets his new Twitter show, and let him tell me what to think and so I don't have to fucking do any of it and then act like I'm a fucking expert. That's what I hate. I don't hate Trump supporters. I got a lot of friends who are Trump supporters. I hate the fact that they turn their brain off and fall victim to the world's biggest con man because they want to play cheerleader to a fucking party. You know what? I've never been a Democrat, will never be a Democrat. We are stuck with one real party and a divided Republican Party that is being held blackmail by uh, one individual who is holding them in hostage. That's what we have now. And yes, the system was not clean ever. Not going back to 1779, it was never a clean system. But it is far worse, far more broken now, and we can lay that all at the feet of Donald Trump. So I do hope. As Mark Levin said, Donald Trump is 78 years old. If he goes to prison, he will die in prison. And I will fucking dance like a motherfucker. He ruined my country. He is asking people. And I put this out there. And only, I put this out, I put it on a question two years ago now. If Donald Trump asked you to kill me for him, would you do it? Five of my friends, all of which I, I could have predicted, said no. I would never, never pick up arms against you to kill you for Donald Trump. Five out of 5,000. That means 4,995 people were too scared to say, no, I would not kill you, my friend, for Donald Trump. Weak, pathetic. That's what the cult does to people. Now I can say without reservation, I would never pick up arms for any politician to use against my friends and family or a fellow American. I would never say, oh, I disagree with your politics. My cult leader wants me to kill you, I think I might do it. I wouldn't, that would never happen. Never. Not in a million years. And I can say that without reservation. I ask you to say that, my friends out there who are Trump supporters, I ask you to say that you would never pick up a gun and point it at me because Donald Trump asked you, to, and pull the trigger, because Donald Trump asked you to. Now he's asking you to tomorrow. On Truth Social, he asked people 
to come to the courthouse tomorrow, just as you did on January 6th, and fight, fight like hell for him. That is asking you to take up arms against your friends, family, and neighbors, fellow Americans, for him, not for the Constitution and this line that, uh, they, they're not coming for me, they're coming for you. No, you, did, you didn't commit espionage. You didn't steal fucking top secret documents and sell them to the fucking Saudis. You didn't do any of that. They're coming for him, not for you. Not for me. I never did any of those things. So that's a cult mentality, and that I hate. I don't hate the actual people who just have been... Again, I do blame a lot of the media and government. Mike says he answered that question. One of the five who answered that question, the answer was no, but maybe the others didn't answer because they thought it was a ridiculous question. No. No, no. I, I've talked to the people who, who did in directly offline to their face. They can't. Michael Shane, your buddy, my partner, couldn't. he admitted he couldn't say that in public. He could not say that. He could not bear the fact that other Trump supporters would be against him if he said that. That was his admission to me. Nobody thought it was a ridiculous question because it wasn't a ridiculous question because he had already asked that of his followers on January 6th to pick up guns and go fight and hang his fucking vice president. It was not a ridiculous question then or now. It's even more serious now. So, yeah. Yeah, no, nobody thought it was a ridiculous question. People thought, I can't do this. I will expose myself as not being fully in the tank for Donald Trump. And God forbid I bear the same wrath, same hate that you get for standing up and telling the truth about this fucking guy. Listen, you want the fucking flat-out truth. You bought into the line, and I know this. I know you bought into the line, the cult members I'm talking about, because you repeated it so many times. Donald Trump is the only one who can fix this because he said, I am the only one who can save this country in every fucking rally. And the ironic truth about that is he was the least capable of getting any of his campaign promises or any of the, the policy decisions that he was, uh, uh, policy initiatives that he was pushing, he was the least capable of getting that through. And, he, and I'm not a supporter of these people, but I can tell you, Chris Christie would have got the wall built. You could call him a fat pant lord, you could call him a loser, you could say, I would never vote for that guy, whatever, I couldn't support him. He would have got the wall built. Any of those 16, most of those 16 people would have been able to get the things done that you wanted to get done. Truth is, Donald Trump does not have any real positions, any real solid beliefs. What he does is, he, and, this, and this is evidenced by how quickly he will change his position by how the crowd reacts to what he says. He was for abortion, uh, then uh, against abortion, and then for abortion, and then against abortion. But by the way, the crowd he was talking to reacts. It's everything 
Every issue is like that with him. How, all I want is to get elected, get power, so I can steal more money. Uh, and it's always a grift. He's grifting off his indictment. He's got a fundraiser going off. Listen, the, the guy who was going to fund his own campaign has been grifting money since day one. And you're too fucking blind to see that. He ju- Everything is an opportunity to sell fucking playing cards and hats and sign Bibles from a guy who never read it. That's what I hate about what he has done. And again, he's not alone in this. The 40 years of government and press lying to us, bold-faced about the Kennedy assassination, Vietnam, Watergate, 9-11, all of that stuff, all of the, every time a, a, a politician Democrat, Republican, independent, is caught insider trading or bribery or uh, any of these kind of misuse of government stuff. All that has jaded us to the point where we'd rather believe Jim Jones saying, don't let them come get me. Drink the Kool-Aid. That's where we're at in America. And Donald Trump is, is the fruition of that. And he brought it to us to people who should know better, people who saw the grift, people who saw him behaving. The John Barron shit doesn't fucking set a red light to you. John Barron calling the uh, the press up, posing, <laughs> posing as somebody else to plant positive stories about himself in the newspaper that doesn't tell you what this guy is, phony as can be, and you're still willing to believe every word he says? I did not intend this program to be about Donald Trump. I'm sorry. It goes a long way. But the, the fact is, he's going to show up tomorrow, and there will be some people who want to disrupt this system. How many people are still willing to pick up a gun and get themselves in a federal holding cell like the J6, J6 people or prison like some of the J6 people are, that number is, is probably dwindled a little bit because, hey, you're going up against the United States government. My wife said, because they are calling. I know a lot of you people don't pay attention to this fucking stuff, but uh, several Prominent Republicans have called for a civil war, have called for people, uh, some of it in veiled language, but some of it very direct language about, you know, going to war for Donald Trump. Here's the thing. This is how this ends. You remember Waco? That's how it ends. Tanks killing men, women, and children. If you're going to stage a war against the United States of government, prepare to be uh, ruby-ridged. Prepare, prepare to be wakoed. Prepare to be overrun by superior forces. You want to see what you're fucking with in, in taking up arms against the United States of America. 
you better be thinking twice with your little fucking militias because they will run over your family with tanks. I'm not saying that was a good thing at all. That was a terrible thing. But that's what happens. When you bring this upon yourself, you're going to pick up arms against the United States of America or your neighbors or your friends and family. You're going to get crushed. You're going to get crushed badly. And you're going to wish you never heard the name Donald Trump. I don't know if my sponsors even want to be part of this now, but I'm going to play a commercial. I'll come back and wrap this up, and we'll talk about what's uh, what's happening the rest of the week. i got to get some fresh coffee anyway. See you in a few. This episode is brought to you by Koa Coffee. If you are a coffee connoisseur and want to experience the best coffee Hawaii has to offer, no blends, no compromise, try the true taste of aloha. Koa Coffee produces premium Hawaiian coffee, hand-picked, expertly roasted, and delivered from Hawaii to your door with aloha. From award-winning 100% Kona coffee grown on the slopes of the Mauna Loa volcano to the unique mocha beans of Maui, they strive to provide their loyal customers with the best quality and freshness. Since 1997, Koa Coffee has been known far and wide as a product of utmost quality and their awards proven. Koa Coffee was featured in Forbes' Top 10 Coffees of the World. This is the coffee Forbes called the best coffee in America. Find out what it's all about. Go to minddogtv.com slash coffee. Coffee is good. Coffee is good. Yes, that's exactly what I'm saying, Carl. I'm saying uh, Trump should be president of uh, whatever prison they send them to. That's what I'm saying. Uh, we'll film or stream Cabin Club, though. What do you mean? When are you going to the Cabin Club? Today? And I wasn't invited? Uh, Mike says, I know you don't vote, but seriously, who would you endorse? Who says I don't vote? Uh, inquiring minds want to know. I do vote. I, I generally, um, in every election... Uh, since uh, Ronald Reagan, I have voted for an independent candidate for, uh, and you know, have dealt with the "you're wasting your vote" type of uh, arguments that people make. Uh, I don't know who's running it, so I can't say who I would endorse. There is nobody, nobody who is considering running that I would say I endorse. I would not endorse anybody at this point. There is nobody I look at and say, uh, gee, I hope they become president. Um, but it's down to this point now. I will vote against Donald Trump if, uh, if he is permitted to run again. I will vote against him. And, and the most effective way I can possibly do that. Now, that means if that means I have to vote for Joe Biden, I probably will, even though I do think Joe Biden probably won't survive health-wise another four years or uh, four more plus the two, two years he still has 
on his uh, watch now. I don't think he will survive that. I don't know who I would vote for. I don't know who's running. And we can't know who's running until all a lot of this crap clears up, until both conventions are happening. Now, I can't see if Donald Trump is under, he's already under 147 counts. By the time the conventions happen, that could be up to 247. It's going to be a lot. I can't see, and especially if he's in a holding cell, because... He might he might make bail on this one tomorrow, but the D.C. one he would not make bail on. So eventually he will be put. He will see the inside of a, a jail cell. Um, I can't see the, the nominating uh, convention standing up there and nominating Donald Trump. I think at that point, a lot of people will get on the DeSantis train. A lot of people, will. as as reluctant as they are to get on the DeSantis train, um, and they want Trump, at some point you have to say, well, the party is lost. The party is lost. Trump is he's not going to win, and he says he's going to run even if he's in jail, even if he's convicted, he's going to run. He, I don't think the Republicans are going to nominate him, but that doesn't mean he's not going to run. I think he, he will still run as an independent, and that will completely finish the job that he started of destroying the Republican Party. That is a bad thing. As I've said a thousand times to anybody paying attention, America needs two parties. A one-party system, we can't have the Democrats be the only party in America. That will be the death of us. That will be the end of us. We need a strong Republican Party. We need a counter. We need the Republican Party to get back on its feet and out from under the thumb of the madman. But if they don't nominate him, and he runs as an independent, he splits the Republican vote. The Democrats win easy in every way. And uh, then, you know, basically we are a one-party system. That's not good. It's not good. It's not good for America. It's not good for you, you individuals. It's not good for me. not good for any of us. I'll be dead soon. I don't think, honestly, and I I say this like as a joke. I say it in candor. I don't think I will uh, outlive the next uh, election cycle. I don't, you know, the next election cycle being twenty twenty eight. I I can't imagine me still being alive then. I can't. Uh, not like I I think I'm going to die tomorrow, but it could could it definitely could just keel over and die sometime. But I can't imagine I will outlive the next election cycle. So does it really matter that much to me? And at the end of the day, no, I got no kids to worry about. I got no nothing to worry about. My wife she's she'll deal with uh, her rapture. <laughs> Uh, belief and and thinking that sooner or later Jesus is going to come and get her and save her from all the insanity. Me, I'll be gone. Yeah, that that is how Biden got in. That's exactly, I said that before. I don't think anybody voted for Joe Biden. Or I shouldn't say anybody. I think there are a handful of, I know I see some of them on, um, on Twitter who are really believers in Biden as a man. Listen, the guy was a plagiarist in 1984 when he wanted to run against uh, 
uh, Reagan in his second term and was exposed as just being a liar and a fool. And I don't believe in Joe Biden. I've never believed in Joe Biden. But And I think a lot of people, and he ran many times and couldn't get the support. He ran against Obama and, and Clinton in 2008 and ran for the nomination, and it was thoroughly rebuked. Nobody wanted Biden. Nobody voted for, very few people voted for Joe Biden. They vote, voted against Trump. They voted against the Trump, you know, the cult. They The cult, what he did to America. They voted against QAnon. They voted against JFK Jr. walking the streets and space lasers and the pedophiles. And by the way, with the pedophile stuff, the Republican Party... And this is this is true. I'm not just, you know, I'm not fucking a Democrat shill here. I promise you. The Republican Party is full of fucking pedophiles. The projection here is ridiculous. They're worried about fucking people in dresses, guys in dresses uh, reading to kids how that's going to groom. They ignore these fucking MAGA guys who are fucking big time getting caught with child porn, getting caught, you know, touching little kids, getting 60-year sentences behind bars. Every day, there's another Republican going to jail for pedophilia. And that's all they do is project. Ah, well, drag queens are going to make, they're all pedophiles. They're all going to touch our kids. They're all going to group our kids to be. No. The pedophiles are not in the basement of a pizza parlor in Washington, D.C., they're in the Republican Party, and hundreds, not not just, if you look in the last four years, there have been a, over 117 Republican elected officials, either child kitty porn charges or pedophilia actually touching uh, sexual abuse of minors, gone to jail, gone to rehab, Gone to all this stuff. It's all pure projection. You have Matt Gates, who is a uh, serial little girl fucker, teenage girl fucker, who is in Congress. He's one of the more prominent people in Congress. Now, surprisingly, uh, the House, which is Republican-led, has, then this should tell you something, Republican-led Congress is even willing to reopen the investigations into Matt Walsh. Now, we know uh, Matt Gates. I said Matt Walsh. Matt Walsh might as well, too, for all he talks about the stuff. Uh, obviously, he's not a politician. He's a pundit, but he's one of the lead projectionists in this stuff. So anyway, all that stuff is where, where we're at. What is Carl saying? I'm around the corner. Around the corner from the, the Cabin Club? You're doing one now? Well, I'll get off the air. Let me know when you're there and let me be part. Oh, no, you're just going to do it from your phone. You I will, I want, I'm interested in seeing the cab, uh, cabin club and uh, what it's like now. What's, what are you doing in London? I sh- should I ask or should I not ask? Anyway, I'm going to get off the air. Now, um, last week I did a music stream. Yeah, well, I wasn't really. Well, and mornings are not the best time to do a music stream. I'm just not there yet. I'm going to do another one probably tomorrow night. It depends on if Amazon delivers the power cables that were misplaced on my gig this weekend. I, I have an order for them. Uh, and um, so 
basically I'm going to be doing more music streams. I'm going to probably do one tomorrow night. If, if it doesn't happen tomorrow night, it'll happen Thursday night. Uh, it's just a better time to do it at night. It, as I met, started off today, I'm not a singer and it, I really need my voice not to be morning voice, not to be the low morning voice. I'm not going to do this at all. But, um, some interesting stuff about music theory, songwriting, all that kind of stuff. That will be Twitch only. Uh, and uh, I did get, no, I called myself the hate mail king. I did get a lot of supportive uh, email about the show that I did the live stream with the music uh, stuff on Friday. A lot of stuff, people asking more uh, for more of that. Not necessarily because they love to hear me sing. <laughs> I'm sure they don't. But, uh, you know, it was kind of a sort of a music theory lesson, guitar lesson, chord building lesson, all that kind of stuff, all in one type of show. And people said they found that information useful. So I'm probably going to be, uh, oh, yeah, Liverpool. What am I saying in London? But what are you doing there? What are you doing in Liverpool? Why are you there? It's a work day, Carl. It's not a bank holiday. I don't think Carl really works. I think he's, you know, he accuses me, but I think Carl is in the mafia. The if they have, what if they have over there? I think Carl's in the mob. I know. I think he's trying to play off this. I work in academia, type of, and he never really said that, but that's the impression he puts out there. But I think he's trying to put that out as a cover for his uh, role as a hitman. I think he probably is. I like Colin. I don't want to see him go to jail for this. So, uh, but I think he's probably protected by the powers that be over there. You saw that uh, Buckingham Palace guard fall down. That was a shot fired by Colin Mann. Nobody saw. He, he was a sniper. Um, so, but go and watch the last rights uh, stream. Giving pe giving offers people can't refuse. Is that what Colin does? Did he? What did he offer you, Bean? What did he offer you? I know he's he's writing a, a beautiful song for you, uh, or I believe he's writing a beautiful song for you, or maybe a terrible song for you, but he's writing a song for you. Uh, but anyway, so that's the show for you today. Tomorrow, David Fleming, who's the author, uh, ESPN guy, uh who is a, one of the uh, head writers for ESPN. He's got a HBO credits. He's got, he writes for a lot of different networks. Listen to my voice. I'm starting to become Jordan Peterson. I think I better go clean my room. Um, he will be here, and we're going to be talking about his book, Who Was Your Founding Father? Who's your daddy? Who's your founding daddy? Kelly, who's your daddy? Who's your founding daddy? Who's your founding father will be the subject of tomorrow's show. And then if anybody uh, gets booked later in the week for the com uh, Thursday and Friday, I'm still looking for comedians and have a couple of prospects out there. Um, but that that's the case. So I'll see you tomorrow. Have a great rest of the day. Enjoy your Monday. Hopefully it will get summer-like out there. And, um, and you will enjoy your day. Now, until I see you again, there's one thing that I really – uh, I think it's important that you do, and that is um, turn on your radio.
to me, listen to me, listen to me now. Listen to me, listen to me, listen to me now. Listen to me, listen to me, listen to me now. Listen to me, listen to me, listen to me now.